Welcome to the Social Minute, podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today, we're going to be covering minute number 69. Nice. Which is, which is 1 hour and 8 to 1 hour 8.59 on the clock. Um, and we start with Justin Timberlake talking about how he shined his shoes. Um, and then he keeps he keeps telling his stories. Um, you know, something that, you know, Eduardo in the present kind of laments. And, you know, he, he he reminds us he's not a psychiatrist, which has this wonderful little kind of like dialogue of, you know, I'm glad we've got that on the record. <laughs> um, and, you know, it kind of it kind of goes back and, um, you know, we have this whole thing about him um, kind of like talking about what they're going to do, like private detectives and they'll make stuff up. And, you know, Eduardo basically says that, um, you know, he was, um, you know, delusional. Um, and then, of course, we get this wonderful exchange about how, um, you know, I brought down the record companies. Um, and, you know, that's where we kind of finish this minute, um, you know. And, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I, 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 I kind of I mean, I'd say that this minute's a bit more kind of transitional than the previous minute. Um, you know, but we get the kind of end of this, you know, I wanted to do it nice this time. I put in a two tie and I shine my shoes, but nobody wants to take orders from kids. So let me tell you what happens to a 20 year old at the top of a hot.com. Uh, and joining me to talk about today is Tyler Boudreaux. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Darren. This is me, the sound of my voice. <laughs> I don't know. He like he, he has this weird expression where he says, you know, um, wh- like wipe what is it he says like um forgive me wipe your chin yeah wipe your chin and i'm like i i mean yeah wipe and it's it's always a line that's kind of stood out because it feels like he was meant to say something else but he goes he go i mean you know this is toward this is kind of more in the middle of the minute uh where he says you know uh they don't want you they want your idea and you know uh, they want you to say thank you um uh while you excuse me wipe your chin and walk away so it, it feels like he was going to say something more explicit but he doesn't but i don't even know that the expression wipe your chin and walk away is i don't know what he's implying there yeah what what are you wiping off your chin what are you walking away like i don't like the, the line always stands out as a bit of an odd one um you know the rest of it is all kind of understandable you know he's talking about even if you're you know the dalai lama they'll make shit up you know private behavior is a relic of a time gone by which is an interesting thing to say now <laughs> given what's happened with facebook in the last uh like decade um so um you know it's yeah so it, it, yeah, it's kind of interesting um but yeah, oh, like I, I think I put the pieces together on what the wipe your chin and walk away is. Okay, go for it. Um, I think it's sexual. I think it it has to do with fellatio. Okay, right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but it feels like he's missing part of the sentence. It does. It definitely does. He want he like he wants to say something. You know, they want you to do this wipe your chin and walk away, and the do this part is the bit that they've missed out. <laughs> so I'm like he. he Huh? He, yeah, he forgets to say that, like, you're on your knees or something's in your mouth, per se. Which, I mean, I, given the rating of the film, that kind of makes sense. Um, you know, they like I said in those minutes, they edited the note that gets passed to Mark because it said something more explicit. And then they changed it to, like, you dig, because that was less explicit. And it, it meant that they wouldn't have to kind of, you know, they got they got they wanted to get the rating that they wanted. So that was what they had to do um you know for the pg-13 so yeah like it feels like this like the end of that conversation it always kind of sticks with me because it's like what was he going to say 
that kind of demanded this turn of phrase that then kind of doesn't make any sense um you know and obviously this is i mean again this is something that's being set up for later on in the film where he says you know they will hire private detectives um you're a target for high-priced escorts <laughs> you know i can't prove it but they tap my phones like all of this stuff comes back later on when eventually sean parker you know he has a bit of a downfall um you know which again takes place with some college undergrads um you know if i were you if i were you sean parker i would stop associating with college undergrads that i feel is your downfall although you could argue that associating with the college undergrad before managed to get him to meet these college undergrads so you know like that was something you know that kind of worked out for him but later on in the film it feels like sean parker has kind of specific tastes that they don't really want to expand on um, but, you know, the fact that he kind of parties with kids a lot seems to, um, you know, kind of uh, lead him into kind of different situations. But that seems to be what he's saying here is they'll make it all up. Yeah. So we kind of we kind of get to, you know, um, I mean, you know, like this idea that Sean Parker was kind of, you know, he only he only failed at these previous ventures because people were out to get him should be the first sign that something is wrong with Sean Parker. Um, yeah. You know, Sean Parker has maintained that this is not true. And, you know, that, you know, Napster, they got sued. They decided to go into bankruptcy. Um, you know, he got bought out of case equity. You know, like he, he kind of, um, you know, he left. Obviously, in the stories he's talking about, you know, this is what happens with a 20-year-old at the top of a hot.com. Now, obviously, by the time this fin- film finishes, you will have a 20-year-old at the top of a hot.com. And, the, and that will be Mark Zuckerberg. And he's managed to stay at the top of that dot-com for, you know, at least the last decade. So... Um, you know, these things that Sean Parker predicted here didn't come true for Mark Zuckerberg. Um, so, again, it suggests that it suggests that those are the kind of things that happened to Sean Parker for a reason. And, you know, like maybe that reason is Sean Parker, not the fact that he was a 20 year old at the top of a dot com. Like that's the reason he was thrown out wasn't that, you know, like. So I don't know. I, fi- I find it kind of interesting uh, like I say, the whole kind of wipe your chin and walk away is always the thing that sticks with me in this minute because I'm like, what was he like? If like I say, it feels like there was a a phrase that was missed out of that whole speech. Uh, but again, uh, Justin Timberlake, one of the few actors who kind of I would say like everybody in this film uh, can deliver Sorkin kind of dialogue, like the speed that he's able to kind of get this entire thing out about like they'll hire private detectives or follow you day and night. Like all of this dialogue is delivered so quickly and at such a pace. It's like, oh, yeah, like this is this is how you deliver Sorkin written dialogue. Like you had to deliver it at this quick pace. And even then the whole kind of, you know, wipe your chin and walk away because he's saying the whole thing so quickly. I would think the first few times you watch it, you probably don't notice that it's a like something's missing from that that sentence. Um, you know, like and I think as well, the kind of excuse me is meant to be for Christie's benefit. Like he's <laughs> he, it's meant to be he's he's saying something that's explicit, like like we discussed. And, you know, obviously he's saying it in front of, you know, a lady. He doesn't like he he's kind of saying, excuse me, just before kind of delivering the punchline. Uh, but like I say, I don't think the setup's there. So it's like, I'm sure if if I was in this scene, I'd be Christy and I'd be like, excuse you for what? Like, what, like, what what, what have you said that needed an excuse me in there? Um, you know. <laughs> and then he has to explain what the expression means. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, uh, okay. Uh, and the minute kind of finishes just with him saying, you know, um, uh, you know, we brought down the record companies. Um, and then 
And I mean, tomorrow, I don't want to spoil it, but he'll finish that sentence with the words, with Napster. Um, so, you know, spoiler alert for tomorrow's minute. Uh, but he's kind of mid-flow. Um, he says there'll be payback at Case. And uh, I think, last time I checked, uh, Case Equity was still a thing. And they still had billions of dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if that was his revenge, was getting them billions of dollars. But, um, well, Sean would argue that, like, he, he did something that that, even though the company's still there, maybe they've changed the way they do things. And that that his job is to just kind of go in and throw throw papers into the air, but not really <laughs> n- not something visible from the outside. Yeah, he's a he's a disruptor. Um, oh yeah, like Movie Pass. Yeah, yes. Uh, was Sean Parker involved in Movie Pass? That seems like something he would do. I don't know that he was in recent years. I, I like I I mean, you know, aside from Napster and they talk about this online rolodex thing uh which again like i've never heard of um i would also say in terms of the casting sean parker does quite well having justin timberlake playing him because justin timberlake <laughs> is i mean sean parker's not like i know uh you know terrible to look at or anything uh but i would say that you know um justin timberlake is you know a lot better looking than uh you know sean parker kind of gets gets the most favorable casting i would say in the film um yeah, so, I mean, he's also founded Plaxo and Airtime and Causes. Um, causes, I think I've heard of. Um, but I, I can't say that, you know, it's it's made any kind of big impact, you know, kind of recently. Um, you know, uh, I it, it's uh, Causes is kind of like a, I don't know, it's kind of almost like a change.org, but for kind of um, um, community activism. So... Um, but it has like a, a number of uh, kind of other um, kind of things that it does. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, th- I think the thing is uh, he did fairly well um, from his shares in Facebook. Um, so, in fact, I would have a feeling that, you know, um, uh, like he like he, he, he probably um, out of everything that he's done, like, getting some shares in facebook was probably like the you know the best thing that he's kind of ever done uh because he's kind of ended up as a billionaire because of that um you know uh i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't argue that sean parker did nothing for facebook i think obviously because you know this film when we when we kind of see the interactions with sean parker mostly seem to be from eduardo's point of view sean parker kind of seems a bit like the villain in this whole thing um you know and I, I would certainly say that he didn't have that kind of a positive influence on mark zuckerberg um you know but uh apparently even after he was kind of thrown out of facebook he still managed to kind of stay involved with facebook and obviously when when the kind of stock was um you know i think he maintained like a small percentage of, of ownership and when the stock floated he he kind of basically became a billionaire like in the space of a day so <laughs> so um you know, hard to feel sympathy for a a person who managed to become a billionaire so easily. I think his role probably has more to do with, and this is kind of something we can talk about with the the kind of privacy stuff that we could probably get into before we before we go to before we go past it. But he, Sean Parker, probably knew where the real money was in Facebook, yeah. and he probably knew that there was there's something to be said about like if you have all these people interacting with each other. He he probably was one of the first people to suggest to Mark Zuckerberg, hey, we don't need to necessarily buy, sell ads. 
there's other things we could sell and make money off of. And that's what I imagine Sean Parker kind of had a role in. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, obviously he, he found, you know, a few angel investors and, uh, and various other stuff like that was kind of his main involvement um you know and tomorrow we'll talk more about kind of like how it vi- like uh, you know this meeting kind of veers more towards the philosophical discussion of what facebook was when it started um but is there anything else you think we need to say about this particular minute yeah i i think i just i just wanted to run by the like the whole thing he says he's being followed and like you can't trust anyone and now like in in the world we live in um facebook is that thing you can't trust <laughs> yeah uh, i i mean i guess yeah like even if you do, even if you've never joined facebook facebook follows you with ad profiles anyway doesn't it so um yeah it is it is watching you night and day um uh, i don't know how much it makes us a target for high-priced escorts but um i guess if there was a website on which high-priced escorts used a facebook login then I guess you would also be a target for high price escorts as well. Everything in this speech is bec- is becoming true. Well, um, to be fair, if Facebook uh, tracks tracks your cookies, regardless of if you want to log in, uh, regardless of if you log into other websites with Facebook, Facebook tracks tracks the cookies of other websites you visit after you leave the site. Yeah, so probably a, a, a target for everything then, not just high priced escorts. Um, and of course, the irony of the movie where we have Mark Zuckerberg as like the villain. And, like, this isn't even the worst thing he's done. He's done worse <laughs> things after this movie has been released. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, did, I like as well how he, he's, you know, I can't prove it, but my phones are tapped. Well, these days, if you've logged into Facebook on your phone, um, or my, my phone that I got, you know, only six months ago, you cannot uninstall the Facebook app. It's on there. And, you know, even if you don't use it, you can't uninstall the app. So, um, you know effectively my phone is tapped do you buy into the thing where if you're like about to google something that you're like your phone's listening so that like when you start typing it in it knows exactly what you're gonna google um i don't uh because i understand that you know um the amount of data required to listen to everybody would would kind of bankrupt google within minutes um if every single device that people owned was was being actively listened to by google uh, but at the same time, if I say a particular phrase in my house, I have three Google Homes that will reply to me. So, you know, I know they're definitely listening to me because um, they'll answer questions for me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I like it, the, the, I mean, the fact that there's so many cookies on people's phones and, you know, from web activity and everything, you know, that like I've never I've never had Facebook target me with an ad before I've searched for something. But after I search for stuff, I endlessly get ads for stuff that I've already, you know, I've bought Funko Pops and now I constantly get adverts for websites that sell Funko Pops. So like, okay, that's not remarkable. You know, I also get tons of targeted ads that have nothing to do with anything I've ever searched for and I have no interest in. So if the technology is following me around and listening to me, it's not paying that much attention because it keeps giving me ads for stuff I'm never going to buy. So, um you know, I think people only notice the ads for stuff that they're thinking about buying. Like, you know, like if you're thinking of going on holiday somewhere and you see an ad for a particular country, you're like, oh, I was thinking of going there and now there's an ad on Facebook. You ignore the other 19 ads for stuff that you have no interest in. Um, it's you know, possible. It's just like a confirmation bias. The thing I always find interesting is that, like, how willing we are to give away our privacy to something like Facebook. 
or uh, for me personally it's pokemon go like pokemon go like so so it now has the setting where it it, it tracks your steps even when the app isn't open yeah which means that pokemon go knows where i am at all times i don't know that that's correct i think what that means is that pokemon go has got access to the accelerometer in your phone and it knows when the accelerometer yes. is activated and it just counts it doesn't know where you but are also, physically but... until you open the app but it, it knows how many steps you've taken because that's an easy thing to measure. Yes, but it also but when but when the app is open, like you're swiping Pokemon stops, it knows where you are. It keeps track of yeah, like the Poke stops you've spun, so it can it can then kind of understand where you are, the places you're visiting, how how like how often you're there. Yeah, Google Maps does the same thing to me with my timeline. I can check my timeline on Google Maps. Uh, you know, if I if I if I check how if I want to check how long it took for me to take a bus journey, I can go back on my my Google Maps and I can see when I got on a bus and when I got off a bus. Um, but you know, I don't. I think Pokemon Go probably knows where you are when you tell it where it is, but it doesn't count the steps between those two destinations. It just uses your accelerometer on your phone to do that thing. I mean, that's true. I I, I might be a little too paranoid for my own good, but I do I do think th- that it's weird that we're so willing to just be like well i want to catch pokemon so i'll I'll let them know anything they want well i mean i will i will say this when it comes to like internet privacy uh, and that is this i don't care like you know as long as you don't have passwords to things that will take money off me like that's the thing that i i protect you know like on my phone my banking app identifies me by fingerprint before i have to put the the password in so it's about as secure as it can get on my phone um, so people can't be taking money out my bank account. Um, but for everything else, like, I don't care. Like you can have hundreds of pictures of me. I, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me if you do that. You can have all my other personal information. I don't really care. Like until they start making deep fakes of you. Well, I've seen the amount of computing technology it takes to make a deep fake. And by all means, if you want to spend a petabyte making a deep fake of me, go for it. But that's going to be super expensive. No. So yeah, that's that's my that's always my take on deepfake. I was like, have you seen a deepfake? Yeah, they don't look that real. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I don't know. There was a video of, of them doing a deepfake of Tom Cruise the other day. This uh, this on YouTube, and it, like it took a week for it to learn how to do it properly, and it took like hundreds of thousands of pictures of Tom Cruise for it to kind of get it even right. And even then, there was still Uncanny Valley that was, you know, quite noticeable. Yeah. So you know, like I don't I don't have huge privacy concerns because. You know, like, I don't think, like, other than my money, which is the thing that I keep safe, everything else, go for it. Like, you know, I've, you know, if like, it's in the entire planet, there's like three people who've got the same name as me. You know, <laughs> like, I'm already fairly easy to kind of track down from that point of view. The fact that I'm giving away other information, you know, and even then, there are certain websites that have some information on me that isn't correct. And that's kind of deliberate, so... <laughs> It doesn't take much for me to change my date of birth by one day and just tell everybody that that's my date of birth, you know, like, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm not, I would say that maybe, maybe just cause I'm a Gen Xer, I'm not really, I don't really care about anything. That's generally, uh, that's generally the default position of most <laughs> Gen Xers is like, we don't really care. Uh, we never cared. We never cared in the nineties. We don't care now. Um, you know, so. And so, so me as a, as a like post millennial almost, I claim to care, but I actually don't care. <laughs> there we go. That's the thing that we've got in common. Uh, whereas baby boomers never cared. Um, so, you know, 
Uh, yeah, so, well, I mean, speaking of privacy and various other things, let's get to the question of the day, which is, uh, you know, do you have a favorite um, uh, social network? Um, you know, and by favorite, I mean, you know, one that you tolerate more than the others. Uh, you know, obviously for me, so, I've been around on the internet since like 1995. So there's been a number of social networks I've kind of pretended to care about over the years. So in terms of social media, an individual social media being a social medium, as I like to call them. Um, so I personally use Twitter and YouTube the most. I know YouTube isn't usually considered like a social media in the way that other things are, but it, it is. Oh, it, it, you, you can, you can like, um, it has, it has all the elements that other social networks have. It has the ability for you to kind of make friends with people and send them information. So yeah, it's a social network as far as I'm concerned. But the one I want to talk about just for funsies is, um, this old app called yo have you ever heard of yo funnily enough on facebook literally yesterday somebody brought this up uh, from like one of their facebook memories when they were like oh remember when everybody was crazy about yo and i can't say i'd ever heard <laughs> of it and then obviously in the space of like an hour i was an expert on yo um because i spent a little bit of time i i even attempted to install it on my phone but for some reason it won't let me log in on it so i can't i can't get to use yo unfortunately so but ex explain for yeah explain for everyone who doesn't know about yo what yo is yo is a social medium um akin to facebook wherein or mo it's most akin to snapchat let's say um where you make friends and you can send you can send things back and forth like snapchat between the people you are friends with individually um but on yo the only thing you can send is just the word yo yeah, um, that's so, it. That's it. That's all they you later can do. added that you can, in addition to your yo. Oh, and so when you send the yo, it 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 plays a little sound effect too, which sounds like this, yo. <laughs> um, but if you have your sound off, which I do at most times, you don't actually hear the yo, which is sad. They also later added where you could yo someone your location, or you could yo you could yo someone a link or an image I, I believe yeah and what was interesting is if you yo someone a link you can continue browsing under that web browser that the link opens up in under the yo app though which means that like you're not operating under google google chrome or safari you're under i feel like i don't know the way it worked it was it was always its own individual web browser so it wasn't that good and it was like kind of corrupt so you could the the sense was that you could like look up inappropriate things and like no one would know because it was under this weird yo browser um yeah that was pretty much it it was developed as like an april's fool's joke um uh, by a guy called uh, or arbel um he like just developed it like in a day and released it on april fool's uh, 2014 um so almost like more than five years ago um and uh, like the recent stable release was in um like october 2016 so he continued to update it and like you say you can like he added features where basically you could do slightly more than just yo people um uh, and apparently uh, the weirdest thing is he managed to get like um uh like one and a half million dollars worth of funding after he got the initial million dollar funding so people have spent two and a half million on an app where all you do is send each other the word yo um so uh, i don't know if that if that's oh. a kind of 
comment on late stage capitalism, but there you go. <laughs> there was a point where brands had yo's, so like you could yo like Target or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that well. But yes, there was like 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 how now in Snapchat there's like there's sponsored content. There was sponsored content in yo too. Uh so I feel like we said about as much as we can about social networks. So uh let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Tyler? Well if you want to find me on the social medium of Twitter at Tyler Booty, T Y L E R B O U D Y is where you can find me. I mostly hit you guys with um references. I mostly hit you guys with uh references to bare naked ladies songs and um just oh what's the other thing like like movie references that no one's ever going to understand that are just like two levels too deep that just go over everyone's head that's that's kind of where i'm at with my twitter and uh yeah fantastic mr fox minute on anywhere you can get podcasts and you can find us on myspace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on twitter at social underscore minute or on facebook at the social minute podcast or maybe on yo i don't know if i'm gonna add yo Oh, um, totally thanks for for being my <laughs> thanks for being my guest today, Tyler. Thanks for having me, and I will see you tomorrow. Oh my God, that was so fun.